Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, America? I am Rich Valdez. Valdez with an S, your liberty-loving Latino amigo, Mr. Call Screener, Richie V. El Conservador. And this is a special program for 1210 Talk Radio, WPHT in Philadelphia. Now, we've got more money laundering coming from the Democrats as they transfer your tax dollars to their political base of lawyers and illegal immigrants giving $450,000 to border crossers who were separated from their family at the border in 2018. Obviously, this is a dig at President Trump as well. You got NYPD cops that are getting fired for something that Philly refused to do, right? Philly said no mandates for us. Nope, none at all. Although they are going to spend $14 million on equipping police with stun guns after the Walter Wallace shooting and agreed to pay $2.5 million to Walter Wallace's family. But NYPD cops are getting fired. They're getting axed because they don't want to take the vax. Will they use the uh, Afghan refugees or the Haitian and South American border crossers to backfill positions for New York cops, for New York firefighters? Everybody getting fired? That's a question I want to know. Will they use BLM or Antifa to replace these cops and firefighters? The first responders right in your neighborhood? We know that they're so used to burning and looting and murdering. But keeping communities safe? Putting out fires? Hmm, not so much, right? I know Antifa's used to starting fires, but I can't see them putting it out. Hands up, don't shoot. It's coming to a neighborhood near you. Now listen, I'm not saying we should shoot people, but I am saying we need police. We're going to bring in a bunch of activists for the sake of uh, keeping the peace and sending in social workers. That's exactly what's going to happen. What Democrats didn't achieve through defunding the police they're going to achieve through the vaccine mandates, at least in New York City they are. And you know, that's where they start everything. They test everything in New York City. That's how they do it. Then they do it in L.A. For so many of the institutions that the left has taken over, it's taken them 100 years of working to take over colleges, take over newsrooms, take over so many levels of government. Now they're going to take over in one fell swoop. That's it. It's an influx of woke police that are really Antifa social workers. The same people that are dressed up as Antifa, dressing up like ninjas, are social workers, state workers, sometimes even teachers that are taking off because they get the the paid time off. It's part of their union deal. So they can go and set things on fire and throw rocks at the cops. This is crazy to me. It's taken them over 100 years. It's a sad day. The onslaught of the incredibly affordable labor that's coming through our southern border, will they become these 85,000 new IRS tax collectors that we've been hearing about? The ones that'll be going through your bank account for transactions of more than $600 to make sure that you paid your tax on it? 
or maybe the ones that are going to warn us about taxing us on unrealized gains, future profit that we haven't even earned yet, but the government wants their piece of. Maybe the appreciation in your home value or stocks that haven't gone up yet. I mean, it, it just, it doesn't end. And this piece about this $450,000, I'm looking at the New York Post. My goodness. White House considering payments of $450,000 per person to immigrant families that were separated at the border. Listen to this. The Biden administration is discussing paying out hundreds of millions of dollars to illegal immigrant families who were separated at the U.S.-Mexico border under the Trump administration's zero-tolerance policy back in 2018. And that's according to the Wall Street Journal as well. And the journal says that the Departments of Justice, Homeland Security, Health and Human Services are considering payments in order to settle lawsuits that have been filed by the ACLU and others on behalf of families who crossed into the U.S. from Mexico illegally to seek asylum. Now, this is the important part because I think we've really got to pay attention to this. Is this another cash grab from the Democrats where they can just funnel this money back out to these lawyers that are part of the Democrat Party establishment that got their hand out and said, you know what, I'll work with every community organizer out there, with every NGO that's out there, with every nonprofit we could find, and we're going to make sure that what we're going to do is get as much money as we can out of the government. Just like when they had that huge stimulus plan that didn't stimulate much except for send unemployment dollars instead of to the people that were losing their jobs because of coronavirus, and some did get it, don't get me wrong, but the money ended up in China and in Russia through massive fraud schemes. This is what the Democrats specialize in. Joe Biden's been doing this his whole career. There's accusations that are decades old. And now he's the boss. No bueno. The paper reports that the average demand in each lawsuit adds up to approximately $3. million per family. While the settlement offers currently being mooted by the uh, Biden administration, it amounts to really about $450,000 per person and closer to $1 million per family. Crazy. This is absolutely crazy. Now, of course, everybody says, where are the Republicans? Where are the Republicans? What are they doing? How are they responding to this? Well, Leader McCarthy spoke out about this with the GOP blasting this possible $450,000 payment to illegal immigrants by the Biden administration, with Republican lawmakers saying that the Biden administration is discussing paying out almost half a million dollars per person, calling it insanity and unacceptable and a slap in the face. I, I'd agree with that. You've got to be out of your mind to think that it's okay to give that kind of money uh, out to just everybody. Now, I get it. This is how it's being framed here. Some people are going to push back and say, look, people are giving um, lawsuit money to lots of people. That's how you settle things, right? We looked at what just happened with the um, case of Walter Williams, excuse me, Walter Wallace in Philadelphia. The police department's going to spend $14 million on equipping police with stun guns after the Walter Wallace shooting. I remember when that happened. That was messed up. Actually, I think I was on the air in WPHT talking about this. It's the one that happened right outside his house. He got killed in front of his family. And now they're going to pay his family $2.5 million in a settlement. This is tough. Now, listen, I'm not saying they shouldn't pay. This is, this is how this works. Cities pay settlements. Lamentably, it happens. And sometimes rightfully so. And the same thing with the government. Now, the problem is... The government, I feel, is doing this backward. Walter Wallace was one guy. That's one settlement. There were thousands upon thousands, probably closer to now, 
you know, a million people that have crossed this border. Are we going to start giving out money to everybody? Everybody's going to say, no, I was separated from my family, but you're not related to that guy. No, but he's like my uncle's brother's cousin's friend's coyote. And that's who got me across the border. And that's it. You split us up and you got to pay us kids in cages, pay up. Not cool. No bueno. This is a problem. We've got to get to the bottom of it. And my only hope is this, that many times the Democrats will use this as misdirection. They'll say, oh, our guys on the right will flip out if we tell them we're going to hand over half a million dollars to each illegal alien coming across the the border. So what do we do? Tell them we're going to do it. They'll fight it. And while they're busy fighting that, we'll go and do X, Y, and Z. That's how the Democrats always work. So you always got to look at the left hand while the right hand's waving to you because they're shady. That's how it works. Anyway, more to come on 1210 Talk Radio WPHT. We've got George Soros teams up with the founder of LinkedIn to create this new uh, media company. We're going to get into a little bit of that, plus some of what Biden had to say. Also, some school controversy that's been going on. Parents are really, really upset. And guess what? One school board person says, hey, F you. Anyway, don't move a muscle. I am Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America. What's up, Philadelphia? All right, America, welcome back. Rich Valdez here, special for 1210 Talk Radio WPHT Philly in the building. And big story on the national front. Title, Controlling the Narrative, Soros and his partners with fellow billionaire Reid Hoffman from LinkedIn to launch a new social media venture. This is by Matt Palumbo on the um, Bongino.com website. Check this out. As if the media weren't liberal enough, far-left billionaire George Soros is joining the billionaire co-founder of LinkedIn (laughs) in launching a new social media venture, media venture. According to Fox News, billionaires Reid Hoffman and George Soros are reportedly starting this new company called Good Information Inc. How's that? Isn't that how the Democrats and the left always work? It's like if we kill babies, they'll call it the uh, Preservation of Reproductive Rights Committee, right? Because that's they always spin everything so positively. Good Information Inc. launches on Tuesday and will be led by former Democrat strategist Tara McGowan. This is according to Axios News. Now, Soros is launching his own Ministry of Truth, complete with the Orwellian name Good Information Inc. 
Good Information Inc. aims to fund and scale businesses that cut through the echo chambers with fact-based information. If it's anything like the Facebook fact checkers that create fake websites to say, no, 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 up is not really up. It's just sometimes the opposite of down. And it doesn't always mean up. And here's why. And they'll cite 8 million different reasons why up isn't up. And they are doing this and they're going to try and scale this business to cut through all the noise, according to them and their statement. As part of its mission, it plans to invest in local news companies. Oh, so there you go. It's exactly what I talked about before, how the left has worked to take over so many institutions, so many newsrooms. Now they're going to create a company that's specifically designed at getting into newsrooms. Lovely. McGowan claims the group could potentially invest in entities across the political spectrum. Of course, they want to affect everybody. They want a mole inside every single newsroom. But history suggests it will refrain from helping conservatives as Hoffman and Soros are strong backers of liberal causes. Good Information, Inc., the latest venture from these two, will reportedly invest in new businesses, yada, 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 yada. Funding the media is nothing new for Soros from 2004 to 2011, Soros spent nearly $50 million funding about 180 media organizations and news infrastructure projects such as journalism schools and industry organizations. Look at that. He's been doing this stuff for 30 years. That's what's going on with George Soros. Peddling more of the BS. And this is why we have the problems that we do in our schools. Because... They're coming after parents. They say that parents are the violent threat, right? They're saying that you, if you're unvaccinated, you are the threat. You are the enemy, not the virus, not your natural immunity, which you probably have antibodies. None of that stuff. No, 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 no. Because the main thing here is that you are the bad guy. Well, I want you to hear what this one school board member had to say to a parent. Listen to this. Choose your own path, Scott. Choose your own path. That was very thank rude you. of you to say you. parents are selfish. You say Margaret's it. next. Thank you. Your time's up. <laughs> she guess, I guess she thought the microphone was off when she says, your time is up, blah, blah, blah. Boop you. <laughs> All right. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to play it again because I, I, well, maybe I'll, I'll cue it up and play it again later. This is exactly the problem. Now, if you guys have listened to my show before, this is America with Rich Valdez. And I hope that you subscribe to it. Make sure you check it out on the Odyssey app and you listen to it whenever we're uh, live on WPHT 1210 talk radio here in Philadelphia. You've probably heard me talk about in New Jersey and Jersey city, New Jersey, that I helped start a charter school there with former uh, education commissioner, Brett Schundler. And we started this charter with a few other people back in 2010. We started brainstorming it. The school opened in 2011. So it's been around for 10 years and uh, close to nine of those years I was on the board. And I can tell you that I've, I've dealt with a few parents, spoken with a few parents, met them. You don't see a ton of parents showing up at school board meetings like you're seeing in Virginia and really across the country. It's because parents really, really care. They're tired of this. They're so tired of everything that's going on. You've got this one mom that stepped up to the mic in Virginia, and she says, you know what? Enough is enough. I've had enough of this drama where there's a play, and they're casting my kid for a role in a play where they're organizing group sex. 
I mean, is this what you expect when your kid says, hey, I'm going to be in the school play? I don't think you think they're talking about group sex. Check this out. Most alarming, this past spring, my daughter was cast in a play, which was to be performed in front of our community, where four adults met up to have group sex. Neither the principal nor the teacher followed policy 8610, and my daughter was exposed to content that greatly traumatized her. I reached out to Mr. Sorotkin for his help, and he assured me he he would take care of it. I never heard back. Is anyone on this board concerned about the safety of our children? If not, resign. If not, resign. Yeah, I like that idea. I think a lot of these people need to resign. But bigger than that, I think a lot of people need to step up. Now, there's a lot of things at play here. The left, those that are purporters of this, they're going to say, no, well, here's the thing. These are kids in high school. These were consenting adults that were meeting up for group sex. Times are a change and get with the program. Oh, I bendito is all I can say. This is out of control. And this is why we have to be involved. This is why I love when I speak with some of the radio callers uh, from WPHT, because you guys oftentimes go to these school board meetings. And you know what? You're not alone. People all across America, from California to New York City, are stepping up and saying, you know what? We're going to go to the school board meeting. We're going to give these people a piece of our mind because we realize that our children are the future. Punto y final, period, the end. And we've got to look out for them. If we're not going to be those that look out for our children, who is going to be the guardian of their future? You tell me. This responsibility, the accountability for for their future up until they're their own adults, it lies squarely upon us. So we have to be there. No ifs, ands, or buts. You know, the other day, you guys might have heard on Tuesday, I hosted the Mark Levin Show that's right here on uh, 1210 Talk Radio, WPHT, Philadelphia, and from 6 to 9 p.m. And I, I read a story, and I nicknamed it the Dukes of Hazard. And in Hazard County, Kentucky, there was a school principal, and his name, his nickname was Happy. And he was getting a lap dance by teen boys, students at the school. The school principal was getting a lap dance. They were like rubbing his chest, his nipples and whatnot. From the photos I saw, that's what I could gather, you know, through his clothes. And I thought to myself, this is an outrage, but it seems like it's not an outrage. And I don't want to repeat everything I said on the radio then. I mean, it's already a couple of days ago, but as we look at what's happening this weekend and we look at all the cops that were fired in New York City and firefighters and and, uh, first responders, and we look at what's to come this week with this potential to give all this money to these illegal aliens because of lawsuits and settlements. And we have to really look at that and say, was it really illegal? Was this really a problem? Or is keeping them under a bridge and not processing them for asylum and never seeing them again, is that more egregious? And maybe we should be suing Biden. But you look at all that and you think, these parents are totally within their rights. They're totally within their rights to go and do what they got to do and say what they've got to say. Because if we don't step up for America right now, if you and I don't do what we're doing, I get on a microphone, I do appearances, I do whatever I can to spread this message. It's my full-time work. And I'm not saying that you have to make it your full-time work, but I am saying this is up to us. We've got to be, like Gandhi said, the change that we want to see in this world. Because if we're not, they win. Just like that story that was in the... New York Post yesterday. Guy punches a lady in the face. Nobody on the train does it. It's jam-packed like sardines. Not a single person makes a move. As long as that apathy continues, we will continue to suffer. That's just the bottom line. Anyway, 
I am Rich Valdez. This is a special edition of This is America for 1210 Talk Radio WPHD. We'll be right back. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America. All right, America, welcome back. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez on all the social media, at Rich Valdez with an S. And like I promised you, we've got more to come right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Joe Biden, Joe Biden uh, is now hanging out with the Pope and making his way through Europe. But he mentioned just before the weekend started that we have... uh, you know, we're going to be taxing the rich. And if you're making less than 400K, then, well, come on, man, you got hairy legs like me. I learned about roaches. I don't know if you heard that clip. I love that one. And he's saying, look, this, this isn't about you. We're not trying to tax you. Check this out. I want to emphasize what I said from the beginning. Under my plans, if you earn less than $400,000, you won't pay a single penny more in federal taxes, period. In fact, these bills continue cutting taxes for middle class for childcare, for healthcare, so much more. Let me close with this. For much too long, working people of this nation and the middle class of this country have been dealt out of the American deal. It's time to deal them back in. It's time to deal them back in. You know, it's this clever rhetoric that he has. Hey, you've been left out. It's like, you know what? Listen, I, I'm going to come. I'm going to punch you across the face. I'm going to steal your pocketbook. And I'm going to hide your pocketbook right behind. I'm going to hold it behind my back and say, hey, listen, I know you've been robbed. I know that you're downtrodden right now. Your face hurts. You got no money. But we're going to deal you back in. Excuse me, sir. You're the one robbing everybody. You're the one that's single-handedly driven inflation through the roof. People are losing money just existing. Just existing. Just going to work. They're spending more to go to work. They're spending more to eat. They're spending more to do just about anything. Why? Because of Joe Biden. Because of Joe Biden's policies coming in, ripping things apart, reckless like a bull in a china shop. Everything they warned about Trump. They said, oh, he's going to ruin this, the economy. Oh, my gosh. And listen, I'll tell you, I, I was never a fan of the tariff plan because I felt it was going to ruin the economy. And lo and behold, I'm not going to say he was right. It worked. I don't know that if it was the right strategy, but it worked. He hit China in the pocketbook. Great. We got the result that we needed. And I think it's good to do that. It's good to hit China in the pocketbook. But Joe Biden, he's working for China, it seems, hitting you and me in the pocketbook. Hitting all of the the workers in, in Pennsylvania in the pocketbook. People working all across this country in their pocketbooks. You've got to see what New York City looks like. You've got to see what San Francisco looks like. Out of control. But Biden and his cronies, even the ones that are retiring like Nancy Pelosi, I like to call her Nancy La Bruja Pelosi. Even them, they just keep doing what they do, focused on selling their lies so they can continue to take your money and then say, listen, listen, we're going to help you out. 
punch you in the face, say, no, no, hold on, that won't happen again. Trust me, I'll make a promise. They're full of it. And you get guys like Dr. Anthony Fauci, who's continuously attacking our first responders because they're, they're just dropping like flies. Yesterday, I heard of a firefighter, 31 years on the job, so he was eligible to retire, but he didn't want to retire because he was doing the job. And he, and he retired because he didn't want to take the vaccine. He said, screw it, I'm not doing it. And there's others like him that took the vaccine and said, if you're going to make my brothers do it, I don't want to do it. Those guys risked their lives for me fire after fire during COVID and the EMS. Nobody said a damn thing. But now they're a pariah. Persona non grata. Nobody likes them anymore. Come on, man. In the words of Joe Biden, come on, man. But anyway, Anthony Fauci, he's blaming everything and anything on unvaccinated people. Man, if you leave it to the Fauci, or the Fauci stir, as I like to call him, uh, you know, he'll, he'll blame everything on the Delta variant. The Delta variant. Listen to this. We know we can deal with the Delta variant really quite well. My concern is that if we allow there to be smoldering infection into the fall and into the winter, because those 93 million people are not getting vaccinated for the most part, my concern would be you may allow a variant that we haven't even recognized yet to come along and, in fact, be better at transmitting and more serious than the Delta. We haven't seen that yet. So rather than be worrying about these others that are around, let's make sure we don't let new ones come in. Well, our unvaccinated people, the reason we're seeing these new strains and will an increase in vaccinations mitigate the virus morphine in multiple ways? Uh, well, that's a good one because the answer is short. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is short, like me. And that's coming from me. I'm not that tall. I'm only five foot seven. But the Fauci, eh, he's, a, he's a little shorter than I am. Man, this Mel Brooks wannabe in a white lab coat is destroying the science here in America. You've got the cops in New York City bracing for a potential mass exodus over the city's COVID-19 vaccine mandate, something they didn't even do in Philly. Mayor Kenny, of all people, hasn't issued it just yet, putting out lots of guidance on Thursday for cops. This is in the New York Post saying that they'd rather quit than get the vaccine. So police officials have now reserved the auditorium at one police plaza on Friday for the New York City Police Pension Fund to process retirement paperwork for cops with at least 20 years on the job, according to a pair of administrative bulletins that have been sent out. Now, what does that tell you? That tells you they're fully prepared. They're encouraging. They're like, oh, you don't want to take the vaccine? Good. We don't like you anyway. You're part of the problem, bro. Beat it. They want to get rid of these seasoned cops because they're like, you know what? You're the kind of cop that likes to do your job with a gun on your hip, aren't you? We're, kind of, we're looking for the kind of cop that identifies himself as they and them. That comes with a social work degree rather than being an expert marksman. This is exactly what they're looking for. The Post says those without 20 years on the job who wish to resign are being told to arrive at the Auditorium Police uh, Plaza on Saturday. Right now, this weekend, they're telling you, be there. This is crazy. This is to assist members who wish to retire due to the vaccine mandates. They are doing a purge of the police, a purge in the military, a purge of the fire department. 
Department stores are getting robbed left and right. Grocery stores, chain pharmacies. In New York, it's pretty much a, an established fact now. If you go into like one of the popular pharmacies in Manhattan, Dwayne Reed, everything's behind a, a locked plexiglass shelf. And the rest of the shelves are empty. Not because of the supply chain stuff so much, but because they're hiding stuff in the back. Or they've put it into all of their sections where you got to get to it with a key. And you know why? Because I used to go there, buy uh, you know, a little power bar type of thing. Uh, the kind bar is the one I like. And I would go in there and I would see the homeless come in and just bust out a trash bag, a hefty bag, and just start piling things in like it was some sort of get as much as you can in 30 seconds type of contest. And some of the more younger, more spry uh, employees would start like playing defense like they were playing basketball and get in their face. But this is the state of affairs in New York City. And if it's happening in New York, it's going to happen in every other major city. That's how they do it. That's how it is. What do we do? You bring cops. When I've seen it happen, I've seen people put things down their pants so that the store security wouldn't get it but just happened to have a police officer passing past and would just tell the guy, listen, put it back, put it back because they didn't want to get locked up. There's still a little bit of respect left for the police, but not so fast. They said, oh, you, you still respect the police after everything we did last year, after all of the shenanigans? Okay, then maybe what we need to do is make sure that you don't, that you don't, serve as a cop anymore. Let's get these vaccine mandates rolled out. Let's get these people off the police force. It's absolutely insane to me that this is what's happening. But this is what's happening. And it's really sad. Now, I also want to talk about this coronavirus and how it's affecting hospitals. Because if you look at what's going on, man, it's kind of crazy, right? I'm looking at a piece of all places, NPR. Check this out. NPR, this is what they say. Headline. ERs are now swamped with seriously ill patients, but many don't even have COVID. And this was on the program All Things Considered on Michigan Radio. Inside the emergency department at Sparrow Hospital, Lansing, Michigan, staff members are struggling to care for patients who are showing up that, and they're way sicker than they've ever seen. Oh, hold on a second. Way sicker, but they don't have COVID. Hmm, head scratch. How does that happen? Well, let's read on. Tiffany Dusang, the emergency room nurse director, practically vibrates with pent-up anxiety. Looking at all the patients lying in a long line of stretchers pushed up against the beige walls of the hospital's hallways. She says, quote, it's hard to watch. She says in her warm Texan twang. Oh, I got to do that again. It's hard to watch. Now, as it goes on. But there's nothing she can do. The ER 72 rooms are already full. She says, I've always felt very, very bad when I walk down the hallway and see people that are in pain or needing to sleep or needing just quiet. But they have to be in the hallway with, as you can see, 10 or 15 people walking by them every minute. It's a stark contrast to where this emergency department and thousands others were at the start of the coronavirus pandemic. Except for initial hotspots like New York City, most ERs across the country were often eerily empty in the spring of 2020 because they were terrified of contracting COVID-19. People who were sick with other things did their best to stay away from hospitals. Visits to emergency departments dropped to their to half of their normal levels, according to the Epic Health Research Network, and didn't fully rebound until the summer of 2021. But now they're too full. 
even in parts of the country where COVID-19 isn't overwhelming the health system. Uh-huh. I wonder why. Well, it says patients are showing up to ERs sicker than they were before the pandemic. Their disease is more advanced and in need of more complicated care. Months of treatment delays have exacerbated chronic conditions and worsened symptoms. Doctors and nurses say the severity of the illness widely ranges and includes abdominal pain, respiratory problems, blood clots, heart conditions. What do you mean? Like myocarditis and suicide attempts, amongst others. Ms. Dusang is the director of the ER and forensic nursing at Sparrow. She's overworked and she says nurses are leaving. She struggles to staff every single shift and works hard at remaining at keeping the remaining nurses from burning out. And there's more, and I'll tweet this out if you guys want to get it on any of the social media. I'm at Rich Valdez, at Rich Valdez with an S. And it's a really good article, and it's a pretty long one. It goes in depth. And again, this is NPR saying that burnout is messing up the hospitals. I got a buddy in the hospital business. He tells me, look, we have to cancel surgeries because we can't get certain pieces because they're stuck on container ships. All of this is the same. Joe El Baboso Biden. He's the guilty party. But when you look at this, to me, the first question that's glaring at me is, why are these people so sick like never before? Like never before. So she didn't say, oh, yeah, no, we used to have a major blood uh, clot problem or crisis, or we had a major crisis with myocarditis and other heart ailments. No, that's not what she said. She's saying that they're having more of that than they've ever had. Could it be specific to that one hospital? Maybe. But this uh, health research network checked out a few other hospitals. So the question to me is, what's causing all of these people to be sick? Is there some sort of medication that may be popular amongst all of them? Maybe have they all had their, I don't know, maybe their vaccine. Maybe the vaccine is causing these things. I mean, we do know that the vaccine can cause blood clots. That's why it was, um, you know, cited uh, to not be used in women and it, it caused some problems in Europe, although it was a different uh, vaccine. But th- there's been a, an uptick in incidences here in the United States. Blood clots, myocarditis, other heart ailments. I wonder what's up with that. I wonder why. Now, again, I'm not trying to put on my tinfoil hat and say people who have the vaccine are having heart attacks and dropping dead. I'm sure there's others out there saying that. I'm certainly not saying that. But I am saying we should look because if there is a correlation coefficient, you know, and there's a Venn diagram and these two circles are, are corresponding in that one gray shaded area where the people that are seeing the uptick and getting ill are the same people that have had the vaccine and several boosters, then maybe there's something there that we have to look at. Maybe they all have a specific medical history. Maybe they have a specific blood type that reacts poorly to the vaccine. I mean, we've just got to look at every possible scenario. And the last thing we want to do is say, no, 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 but you know what? We've got to give this to the kids because you see the kids, they need this vaccine when kids aren't really suffering from this in any major way. And we know that. We know that that's not the case. Hmm. Anyway, we're going to get into a few other things before we wrap this up. Don't move a muscle. More to come straight ahead. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I am Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. This is America. All right, America, welcome back. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez on all the social media. I am the host of the This Is America podcast. You can get that on the Odyssey app or wherever you download your podcasts, right through your own podcast app on your own device. 
Check it out. Click subscribe so you never miss a show. Give a follow at Rich Valdez on all the social media. And check me out. RichValdez.com is the website. Now, I want to talk about a few things. Now, I have some audio that I want to play for you because it's a little on the long side, so I'm not going to play it all. But just to give you an idea of what's going on with the Democrats right now. We have a domestic terrorism challenge in this country. There ought to be a bipartisan consensus to fight terrorism wherever it comes from, uh, and particularly when it comes from within. For too long, our federal government has failed to address the growing terrorist menace in our own backyard. What we need is a focus. Uh, in Homeland Security on uh, domestic terrorism. Domestic violent extremism is the most acute threat, uh, terrorism-related threat that we are seeing uh, to our homeland. Intelligence gathering agencies now, they are telling us that that threat landscape is now a more of a domestic uh, uh, nature. The rise of domestic violent extremism is a serious and growing national security threat. The Biden administration will confront this threat with the necessary resources and resolve. What more do your departments need from Congress and particularly this committee to root out violent extremism? A commitment to redouble our efforts uh, to fight hate and to uh, fight one of the greatest threats that we face uh, currently on our homeland which is the uh, threat of domestic terrorism. The domestic violent extremist threat is also rapidly evolving. Now, you know what's evolving? The threat seems to be and always have been the acolytes of the Democrats, Antifa, BLM, and of course, El Baboso Joe Biden. That's who's in charge. That's who's perpetuating the problem, right? Or am I missing something here? I'm just confused. Let's continue. Would the Justice Department adapt its approach to combating domestic violent extremism to address how the threat has evolved over the past few years? The most dangerous domestic terror threat facing America today comes from the forces that attacked our government on January 6th. And the violent, deadly insurrection on the Capitol nine months ago was about white supremacy in my view. In the FBI's view, the top domestic violent extremist threat comes from racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists, specifically those who advocated for the superiority of the white race. Terrorism from white supremacy is the most lethal threat to the homeland today. Not ISIS, not Al-Qaeda, white supremacists. Let's stop pretending that the threat of Antifa is equivalent to the white supremacist threat. We know now we must confront and defeat political extremism, white supremacy, and domestic terrorism. White supremacy, let's put the white guy in the White House, right? And again, I got nothing against white people. I happen to be brown. But my point is, they're coming after everybody, whether it's through critical race theory, that you're the bad guy, you're the white supremacist. Whether it's through their rhetoric in Congress, you're the bad guy, you're white, you're the problem, right? Whether it's the uh, unvaccinated and the vaccinated, oh, the blacks don't want to get vaccinated, that this is a problem, and it's because uh, the whites, it's the white supremacy, see? Because if you say something about the blacks, then you're a white supremacist. No matter what, that's always the same answer. Each and every time. And to me, this domestic terrorism, the the biggest threat that we see is literally Joe Biden. It's Joe Biden that's operating this modern day slave trade straight through the southern border. It's Kamala Harris, who I like to call Kamala Harris, right? She's the one that's been uh, absent on everything at the border. Is she supporting and abetting 
human smuggling at the border? I would hate to believe that. But this is where we are. So you've got a judge now that's stopping Biden from firing unvaccinated workers temporarily, of course, until they could figure things out. And it's specifically over their um, religious exemptions. And I knew that this would eventually come because you can't tell somebody how they are to worship. But this is why they always focus on this godless idea of white supremacy. And a D.C. court issued a temporary restraining order that prevents Americans from being let go from their jobs following a lawsuit against the Biden administration over these religious exemptions. Saying, quote, None of the civilian employee plaintiffs will be subject to discipline while his or her request for a religious exception is pending. And that's according, according to a, uh, an order by Fox News that was obtained by Fox News. It goes on to say that active duty military plaintiffs whose religious exception requests have been denied will not be disciplined or separated during the pendency of their appeals and ordered that the defendants in the Biden administration file a supplemental notice by noon on Friday indicating whether they agree to the discipline or to terminate any plaintiff. So again, minor win, not huge, but people are suing and they're going in the right direction. And kudos to them because that's important. That's where we need to be, right? I'm not saying we don't have to fight white supremacy, but it seems that the biggest threat we've got is the Biden administration. And I think that's what we've got to put our focus on. One of the plaintiff's attorneys, Michael Yoder, he said, the Biden administration has shown an unprecedented cavalier attitude towards the rule of law and utter ineptitude at basic constitutional contours. I could not agree with him more. He says, this dangerous combination is antithetical to liberty. Thankfully, our Constitution protects and secures the right to remain free from religious persecution and coercion. With this order, we are one step closer to putting the Biden administration back in its place by limiting government to its enumerated powers. It's time citizens and courts say no to tyranny. The Constitution does not need to be rewritten. It needs to be reread. Fantastic. Excellent statement from this attorney, Michael Yoder. Kudos to him. Kudos to everybody out there that's taking a stand against this stuff because we've got to fight back against the crazy border. We got to fight back against the vaccine mandates. We got to fight back against their attack on the military and the police. And the way we do it is right now going to court, doing the protest, chanting, let's go, Brandon. All right. That's all I've got for you guys today. Thank you for being with me. I am Rich Valdez at Rich Valdez on all the social media. And you're listening to 1210 Talk Radio, WPHT. This is America. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com.